Hey guys, in this podcast, I'm doing an interview with Esprit Devora. I wrote an interesting article on Medium about her, and I asked her to do an interview. She went uh, traveling, and she hasn't been on a computer, or and she and she didn't carry her cell phone, which is something that fascinates me and inspires me. So I had to interview her. So um, yeah, it's an interview like 30 minutes long, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So enjoy this podcast with Esprit Devora. Okay, so I'm really, really excited today uh, because um, we have a podcast today with Esprit Devora, and I'm going to see if I pronounce her uh, name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did. Okay, okay. So, perfect. Okay, yes. awesome, awesome. So I can't exactly recall how I found out about you, um, but I do remember that I uh, read a Medium article, and the article... When I read the article, I was like, wow, you know, I need to talk to her because she did something or you did something that I would love to do in the, in, in the future. And, oh. uh, yeah. Cool. What is that? Well, it's the four months off the four, four or five months. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so my, yeah, I, my favorite time in my life. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I want to talk to you about it. Um, it's, uh, I really love, uh, the, you know, I don't want to say life hacks, but, uh, really like being offline and really, uh, enjoying the real life versus like the digital life. Totally. Yeah. And you know, you caught me at the perfect time for this interview because I know we've been playing interview tag for a while, but it happens that this 48 hours I've been pretty offline again and really tapping into that four months where I was offline. And so it, it's in the perfect spirit of things. It's funny when you were like, are you available right now? I'm like, ah, oh, do I want to be online? I was like, ah, oh, we've been trying to do this forever. Screw it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty offline right now too. Cool. 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 So, um, yeah. So, one of my goals, one one of the, two of the things that are on my life list is one year offline. So I want to be one year offline, and yeah, yeah. and the other one is one year I don't want to touch a computer. So maybe run my business from my phone. And um, so those interesting, are, yeah. But the first one is more interesting and more uh, challenging, I think, but also more exciting. And that's why I really, 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 really want to know everything about how you did it and how how you experienced it. And what it did for you, but also uh, what are the ups and the downs and all that stuff. So I totally. I read your uh, article on Medium and uh, and uh, let me see where it is. I got it somewhere here. You know, I'd like to be offline for a year as well. Awesome. So yeah. you and me both. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So um, eleven things you discovered backpacking without a computer or phone for four months. Talk about yeah. it. Well, 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 so, so, sorry. So, I'm not looking at it right now. So, should, do you want to go through the points? No, 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 no. So, first of all, I'm the worst interviewer ever. Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Everybody has a different opinion on that. <laughs> uh, my name is Esprit Devora. I uh, I'm a backpacker and I'm an entrepreneur, which is usually in conflict with one another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in my backpacker life, I'm completely offline, and in my entrepreneurial life, I'm completely online. Wow. So I'm constantly battling the two lives, trying to figure out how to marry the two together in a nice, 
harmonious way. I run a podcast called We Are LA Tech, which hit number two in the country for new and noteworthy. And uh, we bridge together all the LA startup entrepreneurs. And um, which is funny that I've positioned myself being hyper-local in Los Angeles because it's making it harder to backpack again. But one of the most memorable times in my life, aside from my achievements building tech companies, has been actually doing the opposite where I've been completely offline without any name at all and just backpacking through 14 different countries, meeting with startups actually in every country that I went to, um, which was funny because I literally had no computer and no phone. So I they'd have to just show up and or they would not meet me <laughs> they have to be on time yeah and um so did you arrange all those um meetings up front or something so i did have a virtual assistant okay. uh, uh arranging things for me so yeah. yes but um but yeah i'm really into uh having a virtual assistant and having a great team surrounding me to make sure things could get done and we could t touch base that on that a little bit too but essentially i think it's really important to remember that we only have one life and we we should live it and to sit at a computer all day long is not actually living so to make sure to constantly take things into perspective so even lately i've noticed we go through this like ridiculous cycle of um checking facebook and emails and twitter and over and over and it's very addictive and it's even been proven that the these neurons or whatever you call it go off in your brain firing things as if you're doing drugs um, and you keep wanting that rush of pinging and people interacting with you. And so I kind of caught myself that I was falling down that spiral again. <clears throat> so the, a couple days ago, um, late at night, as, as a lot of us do, I was checking my mobile phone as I was falling asleep and the battery died. And that was two days ago and I just didn't charge it. Oh, Literally, it. it's not even not powered on. It's also not still not charged. And I love it. And I decided not to check emails and just to really focus on the tasks that I really need to get done and to like wake up and make time for me and to really have some perspective. So I am on the computer. Like last night I was on the computer and um, online. And, but during the day I was really focused on my tasks. And this morning when I was writing my journal, I wrote just, it's about being aware. So I wrote, okay, I really didn't like that. I was very online last night, like that was because I got tired. And instead of doing an activity that would relax me, instead, I, I defaulted to, let me check Twitter and all this before I go to sleep. So it's about, you know, really tapping into that quiet awareness, reflecting, and then being proactive about making decisions how we want to move forward. Yeah, it's so interesting that you talk about that the phone of your battery is dead, but your internal battery is charging now again, because you oh, completely Yeah. And something yeah. else that's really interesting that you uh, say is that uh, be, you are tired and then you're gonna you're you're back in the OCD loop and checking Facebook and Twitter and all that. Completely, and yeah. I, I Which does not relax you. No, and I experience the same. You know, whenever I'm tired, I I I am in the OCD loop more often than when I'm feeling healthy and fresh. Completely. Yeah. And so I told myself. Typically, I, uh, I aim to meditate once a day. But what I what I told myself this morning is, okay, tonight when I start to feel tired, and I'm not really a an, a time person, so I started to say, okay, it's seven o'clock. But I was like, okay, let's be real. Like I'm not a planner whatsoever. So it's just like when I pay attention to my body and I start to feel tired, 
I would maybe meditate for a second time, just a five to 10 minute meditation, just to kind of like reset and start to unwind, tell my body it's time to calm down and, and then maybe pick up a book or change my actions. Because again, every day, every moment is a choice. It's funny. I posted on um, my Facebook a few weeks ago that, you know, how we spend our time is all a choice. And one of my friends wrote me like, not when you're working, you know, a ton of jobs, you might, you know, you must be like super wealthy to be able to make those decisions. And I thought it was so funny because, um, no, it's like, no matter what, it's a choice. It's like, let's say we're working, you know, a 12 hour a day job or something. It's a choice of where we stand up from our computer, maybe go for a walk outside Something like every, it's like very, it has nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with the, the resource of time in the, in the, in the literal sense. It has to do with like this consciousness of like, how is my body feeling? Like what choice can I make to be my best self in my current circumstances, whatever they may be right now. And I, and I think that's what people get. And it's, so it's really about just having that level of awareness yeah. to consistently make tweaks and, and in order to take steps to achieve our optimized lifestyle. Yeah. So one of the concepts I use, uh, I call it internet fasting. So basically you switch off the internet for longer periods of time instead of uh, like being on the internet all the time. And whenever I talk about this, a lot of people say like, yeah, or think like, yeah, that's easy for you because you're in this and this situation. But the reality is I own internet companies, you know, and I work right, with a right. lot of, like, it's not that I have a grocery store or whatever. Um, and and it's, it's, it's what a lot of people think, like, yeah, you, you have easy talk, you know, Esprit, because whatever. But, uh, I mean, you're in the tech space, you know. And, right. And it's, uh, so you, it's almost. Totally. Men- yeah. So. And that's where, uh, that's where a reliable, awesome team comes in. And, like, right now. I'd like to start backpacking again in March of 2016. So I'm setting up systems now in the middle of 2015 so that by, you know, the first quarter of 2016, I'll be able to backpack again. I'm training my team. I'm seeing that systems flow. I'm purposely taking myself out of the task flow. For instance, um, like, this is very funny, but like, I just hired a project manager, right? And people say, oh, you could afford to hire a project manager, right? That would be the first thing. It's like, no, you, you create, like, um, you look at what, uh, you look at solutions in an innovative sense. I don't pay, you know, uh, whatever it is, like, let's say in the States, it's at minimum, let's say 5,000 a month for a project manager, right? I don't pay that. You know what I mean? So it's like you find you find ways to make that work and make it work for you. So um I mean yeah. because you're going to do backpacking again in January or whenever um it forces you to rethink about how you structure your business and and how, and that you need to create a team otherwise your business will be dying. Yeah, totally. And and totally. so for the people listening and also for me, what's your business? Uh, well, so it's funny. I run, I don't call it a business. I run it, a, I, I call it a concept because essentially We Are LA Tech unites the community of LA startups. And I feel saying that like there's a founder of a community is very um, arrogant. And so I, I call myself a facilitator of, the, of, 
of community connectivity, right? And so what We Are LA Tech does via technology and uh, facilitating various activities and events, we unite the community together. Um, we built the first mobile app for um, Los Angeles to connect LA startup events. And so in one swipe, any, uh, any person interested in LA startup events can add it to their personal calendar. Um, we have a private LA tech chat group. We have a Facebook group. We have the podcast, as I mentioned before. Um, uh, we have an offline experience club, which was very much inspired off of my backpacking and tri uh, trip. So that's where um, LA startup entrepreneurs and people who work for LA startups get together and do offline activities like drone flying and um, a chocolate food tour. We did a wine and paint night the other night. We did a sunset sail on a hundred foot yacht last week. Like, so many cool activities. So they pay a membership, a quarterly membership for that. We also have sponsorships. We have a job board that's also paid. So pretty much we aim to bring in uh, income to sustain it moving forward. And and we uh, obviously, ideally, it would be great if it could be profitable, but it's not the immediate aim. The immediate aim is sustainability okay. because it does a lot of good for a lot of people. Yeah, but it is your company or... So I don't call it a company. I, know, I call I know. it a concept. I know, but like on paper, are you the owner of the concept? <laughs> anyway. I, cre I, I, I created the concept, Okay, yes. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, um, I, and I, I, I ask about it because uh, I, I really want to, lo want to learn about uh, your trip, uh, your four-month four uh, uh, trip where you had no phone or no... Internet. So I wasn't doing this when I was backpacking. Ah, okay. So I had something different when I was backpacking. So I was backpacking at the end of 2013, early 2014. And I launched uh, We Are LA Tech, what it is today, August of 2014. Okay. So this, this, was not, uh, this was not in motion at the time. All that I was doing for We Are LA Tech at the time was maintaining the community calendar as a community offering to, to LA startups. Okay, but right. other than that, we weren't doing all this. The podcast uh, privately went live in August 2014. It went on iTunes September 23rd of 2014, and then it was number two in the country the first week of October of 2014. Yeah. And then everything else regarding We Are Late Tech came after that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And um, and the trip you made where you were had no well no phone and no internet, no computer, but you did have a, a virtual assistant. Um, First of all, how did it come about? And second of all, um, uh, did you have something going on at that time where it was tough to leave uh, the States to go to Europe? Um, well, it was tough to leave the States to go to Europe for a few reasons. One, it's scary. It's just scary to like decide and to get on the plane and to go. It's scary. Yeah. It just is. Also, I wasn't planning on going for four months. I was planning on going for a week, and a week turned into a month, a month turned into two months, two months turned into four months. Yeah. So I was planning on being without technology for like a week to a month, right? Yeah. And uh, so I wasn't planning on being away from it for that long. And um, 
Yeah, it was just really like it was, any decision when you make uh, any decision in life, even something simple is like going out of town for the weekend. It's always like, ah, can I leave everything, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's about getting past our inner monologue and just taking that leap and having faith and making the decision is the hardest part. But I remember even sitting on the plane, I was like, ah, I should get off the plane. What am I doing? Yeah. You know? yeah. And what's, yeah. what's fascinating to me is that, um, you know, in probably in your day-to-day life before you went on a trip you were probably and this is an assumption but probably busy with a lot of stuff and then you leave and then all of a sudden there's nothing and or not not, nothing but a lot of things you know but not like the things you were busy working on um how was that how how did that how did that feel and how what's your experience with that one of my favorite things is is like you know our inbox is inundated with like people asking for everything and usually it's free things like favors of all sorts you know like like and, like interviews yeah no <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to to yeah. do this interview but but you know it's people asking for a lot of stuff all the time right and yeah. it was extremely liberating the thing that i found so just amazing about my backpacking trip and i hope this doesn't come off the wrong way but it was it was like I had permission to be selfish yeah. and literally just do everything for me. Like all my time was spent on me instead of just on everybody else without leaving any time for me. Like completely the opposite usually of yeah. an entrepreneur is you're spending all your time on everybody else, you know? So knowing that I I didn't have a computer to even check my email so and I had the auto message so it didn't matter who wrote me. I didn't have to respond to it. Yeah. Like everything like that. It's incredibly freeing wow, of just man. dedicating all my time to me and just making sure the tasks that needed to get done got done via my virtual assistant. And just to be clear, like at hostel, they'd have a computer, an archaic one, one, but like, like one that would barely function, but yeah. they would have a computer so I could ping in, let my mom know I was alive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, and I br- brought, um, a like really, really like, um, hardly working, uh, tablet. So like I had that, but literally it would take me, I'd say anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes to send one email. So I'm talking about to give you perspective, you know, like it wasn't like, Oh, you have a tablet. It was like, no, I have like, in case of emergency, it's not even connected to cell service though. Like the one time I did get lost, I had to borrow someone's phone on the street, you know? (laughs) So talk about uh, the time you had to ask somebody for directions in the middle of the night. I don't. Uh, I, oh, you mean? Oh, you're just making that up. No. I mean, the time. No. So I read something. Let me check. I'm oh, going. you're talking about the time I had to ask a prostitute, exactly. like where I was going. Exactly. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. Pretty much. That's it. Like it was really funny. I. I ended up in what is it? Strasbourg, France. Is that how you say it? Oh my God, I'm gonna sound like an ignorant American now. Well, I'm the ig- um, ignorant Dutch guy. I have to think about it. Strasbourg. It's it's. Is it? I think it's Sw- Switzerland, right? Or Germany? No, it's not. No, <laughs> this is I horrible. Just, uh, I don't oh, know. Let's God, let's, so move, bad. let's move. I see. We edit this whole thing. No. So, I'm, oh. So, yeah. Well, um, anyway. So yeah. I, anyway, I was in France, <laughs> yeah. and. I, uh, and I had no place to stay. Everything was booked and I did not expect that. So I ran to an Apple store, um, in, uh, in the city that I was in and I messaged my friend Mark, um, 
thank God for Mark. I swear Mark was like my lifeline through my whole backpacking trip. I feel like Mark was my computer, whether he liked it or not. Yeah. Like I was like, Mark, help, you know, constantly. Yeah. So it, good friends are, are everything. Anyway, so I messaged Mark from Apple Store. I was like, I'm screwed. Like I can't find a place to stay. Like I don't know where I'm going to sleep. All the trains are done. I don't know what to do. And so Mark helped me find a place to stay, and it was in the middle of the night, and I ended up getting this migraine-like headache. It was awful. I think I was just severely sleep-deprived. And so I was, like, really teary-eyed and, like, headachy and lost and had to make my way, like, to find this place that Mark found me. And I, I was completely lost, and I ended up asking a prostitute for directions with this huge, heavy, like, backpack on my back and, like, whatever else. And I'm just, like, thankful that, like, Whoever her pimp was that I didn't get robbed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me check. So you went for four months, no email, no internet. Uh, well, no, I had, I would, I, I, it just, I, so when I say I went for four months without a computer, I traveled without a computer or phone, but it doesn't mean from time to time I didn't like, periodically check email at yeah, like yeah. a hostel or something yeah. so i just want to be really clear yeah, it wasn't yeah, no like worries, i was no totally dry yeah, yeah okay 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 so and but if you imagine if you wouldn't be uh if you like would be totally dry uh, would it be a, a, a lot different would things collapse would uh no nothing would collapse no. but like but yeah it would be a lot different every every way we choose to live creates a different life experience yeah of course yeah yeah and so what did you did did it do with you mentally or even physically? I mean, but like, yeah, actually there are sometimes you have to be in touch. I remember one time, uh, this was, this was so frustrating. My, my rent was increased in my apartment when I was traveling and I did not know. Uh, and so then, and I had automatic bill uh, pay yeah. set up. And so it was, and it was like increased by like something stupid, like $18 or something like ridiculous, you know? Yeah. But some, some person like called and like was very rude. And luckily, like I heard it and then I had to have my virtual assistant take care of it. And, uh, and unfortunately that didn't work out well. So then my best girlfriend got involved and she handled it for me. But yeah. like that would have been an issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, the world wouldn't end and it would just, like, the worst case scenario would be that you would have to pay, like, a dumb amount of money. Yeah, the world wouldn't end, but I don't know. It would lead to a lot of headaches okay, that okay, were okay, unnecessary. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, what did you experience um, physically and emotionally when you um, were offline for longer periods of time? I felt that I was more creative. Uh, my brain had the space to just be creative. I also felt more at peace being so quiet. Uh, I, I didn't. I was surprised by how much I didn't need music. Yeah. I could just sit. Like it's been, but everything's so beautiful when you're on a train and looking out. Like you could just sit and kind of be in a zen state. So I just felt more creative and more at peace being with myself. I'm not saying that every day was perfect. It no. definitely wasn't. Yeah. But I was. I definitely tapped into my creativity more. My, my optimism, my ability to think about the bigger picture and trust in the universe. It was, it was a very spiritual journey, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, awesome. And did you experience in the beginning that it was more tough than later on, or what can you, talk, what can you say about that? I was – no, the whole thing was tough. I was, well, it was tough just because backpacking isn't a vacation. I think people may think when people go backpacking, it's a vacation – 
Um, it's far from a vacation. It's a journey and it's exhausting. So yeah. I was pretty much tired the whole time. Like I was okay. never not tired. Yeah. Um, in the beginning I was borderline narcoleptic. Um, I was just falling asleep everywhere because I never took that time to like recuperate from jet lag. Mm. So, um, yeah, I was exhausted and tired and you know, I, I, when I say backpacking, I stayed in hostels and stuff, so I wasn't camping, but, um, but you know, you're staying in a hostel anywhere from four people in a room up to 30 people in a room and wow. it changes and you're bouncing from city to city every few days to every couple weeks. And it was, it was absolutely invigorating to be meeting all those people, but also sometimes it's just really, really tiring, which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, but it's part of, it's part of the game. Yeah. And also yeah. when you're offline, uh, uh, when you're like not connected, you're really connected, more connected with yourself. And sometimes, well, that's, that's what I experienced, especially combined with jet lag is that, um, you know, it's so easy to be, uh, to get back into a certain state with the internet to whenever you feel bad or whatever. I mean, you can just browse and, you know, switch your mind to like the, the internet stuff. But if you're just by yourself and there's no distractions, you, you feel more and feeling more is not always a pleasant thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So talk about the music because do you like music? Yeah, I like music, but I'm not a music nerd. Okay. Um, I So I wasn't planning on traveling without music, but what ended up happening is I lost my iPod. Yeah. So what I got, I bought one of those Nanos in an airport vending machine, but I didn't have a computer to put music on it. So uh, two months into traveling, I met a startup entrepreneur who put music from his computer onto the Nano, and I still have his music on there. It wasn't necessarily like my taste in music, but it didn't matter because I felt like I was like exploring someone else's world, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the coolest part was I traveled without a plan the whole time. Yeah. So just kind of like never knowing what each day was going to bring and and really being open to opportunity and ex exploration, it was just... It was really magnificent. I, I think if I could do one thing, the, the hardest thing about, for me, traveling without a computer, like a proper typing machine, is I made sure to journal every day, but I would have loved to be writing stories yeah. often, which uh, is really, I, I write on a normal keyboard. Yeah. Uh, I'm a computer kind of writer. So even like the archaic tablet I have, the I first of all, I didn't even have a keyboard for it for the longest time. And even when I did find a keyboard for it, which was a hard thing to do in, in London. Um, it wasn't, it's a small keyboard and not very good for writing. So I would have loved to be able to write, but I, I wish that maybe I would like look into like a writing machine that, uh, had a normal size or maybe even just like a portable keyboard that was normal size or something like that. Yeah. Something to make my, to help my ability to, to write because it's, Like, I still haven't even looked through all my photos from back then. Mm. It's like you're going through four months of content. It's yeah. it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I experience when I, whenever the internet is off and I work, I do work on my laptop when the internet is off. I I'm such a much better writer than when the internet is on. It's more deep thoughts and it flows so much better. And there's no, it's the same as whenever you're in a plane and you're writing. There's no yeah. Wi-Fi on the plane. It flows so much easier. Yeah. And, Can we uh, talk about Eindhoven? Is that possible? No, because <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about Amsterdam. Uh, so, but you don't have the Glow Festival. Uh, the Glow Festival. 
Yeah. We have a lot of great festivals here in Amsterdam. But you don't have the Glow Festival. So talk about the Glow Festival. Oh my god. Talk about a wonderland for the eyes and the senses. The Glow Festival, I swear. Do you know when the Glow Festival ended, I cried? Oh, really? I was so sad. Yeah, I legit like was so sad. Why, why is it so great? The lights turned off. I love lights. Okay. Um, and it was just... It was just so magical. I felt like Alice in Wonderland of lights. It was it was just in music and everything. It was like all your senses were turned on and you'd walk the streets and just totally be in a trance with all these beautiful art installations, these light art installations and and how just it's amazing. It's I I would recommend it to everybody in the world to fly to Eindhoven to go to the Glow Festival. Oh. Actually, I, people from Eindhoven would hate that. <laughs> it's it's but, next um, month. Is it? Yeah, is seven, it already that time again? 7 to 14 November. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I absolutely... Wait, November? Yeah. A couple months. Well, couple months. Don't rush time. No, man. It's like five weeks, six weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So How just, is it already the end of the year? I don't know. But um, okay, cool, But cool. yeah, the, the Glow Festival is one of my favorite festivals of all time. It, it, was, it was absolutely, I mean, you know, I'd say it was like, I don't know, life-changing is the right word. It, wow. definitely, it definitely struck, struck me. It's interesting. I never heard of it, about it. What? Yeah, really. I never heard about it. You're joking. No, I'm really not joking. It's crazy. You being really serious right no, now? No, I'm 100% serious. I never heard about it. Go to Eindhoven for the Glow Festival. I you will. can take a train there. I will. I will. I mean, it's, it's completely like, worth it. It's like one hour drive. I never heard about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even believe you've never heard of it. It's like a secret gem then. Every time when I talk to a backpacker, they remind me or they, they tell me about great stuff that's actually near to my place. So... Uh, yeah, and I, you're like, how do I not know about this? Like, totally. lo- lo- like two years ago, I picked up um, two backpackers, and they were hitchhiking. And she was from New Zealand, and he was from Australia. Right. And I and they were backpacking for five years straight. And I asked them, like, what's the best place in the world? If 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 you if you had to go to a place right now, what's the best place in the world? And they said Berlin, and I was like, wow. And so I traveled all the world, but I've never been to Berlin at that time. That's- yeah. That's am- I I don't think I've ever been there. Um so yeah, Eindhoven. Um so what advice and 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 uh, what advice would you give people when we uh when they so let me just put it this way. What advice would you give me if I wanted to be offline for a year? What 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 are the things I need to know? I would not have been able to to backpack the way I did if it wasn't for my friend Mark. So I would have a friend that that you really trust to, like, have your back uh, as you're traveling. So have a friend physically with you full time? No, no, no. Like, he was just accessible to me. Okay. Like, if I needed him, like, I could just message him right away from wherever. But he wasn't your, Uh, he's not your VA. No, no, no. He's not my VA. He's one of my best friends. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, sorry. No. Uh, I would also have a virtual assistant if you need it. I mean, it's not really about having a virtual assistant. It's about having a team in place to handle things. Yeah. Um, my best girlfriend, Nassim, was a lifesaver when it came to, like, handling different business relations. Because, so Mark was in Europe, mm-hmm. right? So he could help me with Europe things. Whereas 
um, my girlfriend Nassim was in the States. So when I had a couple hiccups, like in the States, she could like call and handle that. And she knows how like American stuff works. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really about having a good network of people. Um, making sure everything's on bill pay, you know, automated. Um, I mean, I find having a virtual assistant extremely helpful. I, I love fancy hands. Do you know fancy hands? Nope. Fancy Hands isn't a dedicated personal assistant, but like it's a fantastic service. And I did use Fancy Hands a lot while I was backpacking. So I would check out uh, using Fancy Hands. And I have a a code if you guys want it, like for I think it's 50% off or something like that. I can't remember. But if you just tweet at Esprit Devora and I'll send it to you. It's it's actually really good. I'm impressed with how much they give new people off. How do we spell um, uh, Esprit? So E S P R E E and then D E V O R D E V like Victor O R A. So E S P R E E D E V O R A. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, and I'll send anybody the code for that. Um, yeah, Fancy Hands was great. Um, having a great backpack that's comfortable on your back is really important because you're doing a lot of walking. Traveling with less, less is more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so making sure you take as little as possible is really important because you're carrying it all on your back. One thing I found really liberating and not traveling with any, uh, tech was I didn't have to worry about theft because I I didn't have anything interesting. (laughs) So, uh, that was really great. Um, I mean, there's so much that I could go through, um, but really it's just making that decision. And, and if you guys have questions again, tweet me, I'm happy to like be supportive of your journey, but it's really just making that decision and going after it. Um, I'd say, uh, one of the things I found most challenging was the the visa situation because I didn't know that I could only stay in Europe for three months until I was already there. And I was like, Oh no. So I had to figure out like where in Europe, what was it called? I'm blanking on the name, but there's certain um, countries in Europe that uh, I could like go to that pauses my visa essentially and starts a new visa. Okay. I forget what it's called. Do you know what it's called? No. Oh, I God. do know. I do know that Strasbourg is France. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> I, um, I, man, I wish I could think of what the term's called because it's important to know. But anyway, uh, as an American traveling, you need to make sure that you're staying within the the government or you'll get your passport all. It's a whole thing. Some people chance it. Some people don't. I didn't want to chance it. Yeah. So I was able to stay four months. So that's a month past the three-month limitation because I went to Croatia and where else did I go? Oh, and London. I went – but at the time – but it could change because um, – is it, is it, who's a part of the European Union? I don't remember. There's a thing. It's, it's very common when you're traveling to know what it's called anyway. Um, so, um, yeah. So just paying attention to the visa for your particular, uh, for where you are and what your passport allows for. And man, strangers, like this was crazy when you're backpacking. First of all, you're just open to talking to everyone and everybody's open to talking to you because they're backpackers too. Plus you're not checking your phone all the time because there's no internet. Yeah. So that's a perfect example, by the way. So I, when I was lost in France, the way I found this random city where I ended up not being able to find a place to stay for, for a while. Um, I, the way I, and it was like the cool Christmas, the coolest Christmas market ever. 
the way I found it was um, I asked someone on the street, like, what, what city do you really like? And they're like, oh, my hometown is amazing. They have the most beautiful Christmas market. And I'm like, would you recommend I go there? They're like, absolutely. And that's where I went. So I would have never discovered this if I hadn't just yeah. asked. Yeah. So, um, so that's, uh, that's really cool. That element of mystery be- from just talking to your community neighbors, really being reliant on your community. Yeah. And then, um, what else was I going to say? Um, uh, I can't think of it now, okay. but yeah, it was the whole thing. is just, it's, a, it's amazing. Yes. It's really amazing. I really think if I traveled with technology, it would have hindered my experience yeah. to really dive into the culture and just get lost in and be present. Yeah. Awesome. So, so two things, first of all, when is your next big trip? And the second thing is how can people, how can we find out more about you besides Twitter? Oh, uh, well, my, I'm aiming for March 2016. I'd love to go to Bali or Australia. And so that's kind of the goal. And then, um, uh, where to get, I don't know. I, I mean, my three websites are spreedevora.com, wearelatech.com, and savebusinesstime.com. Awesome. So you have your own, or the, the, the We Are LA Tech podcast. People can subscribe. Totally. Yeah. So search We Are LA Tech in iTunes or on Stitcher if you have an Android awesome. for the podcast. And then for my, I have a productivity blog on uh, savebusinesstime.com. And then just my personal site is espritdevora.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. You really inspired me to, uh, to make the next step towards my one year offline uh, goal. It's uh, worth it, man. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot Thank of Thank you for having me on your podcast. I miss the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, you have to come over. So whenever you're in the hood, let me know. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. You got it. Thank you so much. <laughs> sure. Bye, Thanks bye. for having me. Bye. Bye.